Welcome to the second episode of the Creative Process podcast. I'm Liam Gilroy, co-founder of Kin, and today we have Jordan Gilroy, also co-founder of Kin. And today we're going to be talking about part of the creative process that you've been a bit vocal about more recently, which is pricing and subscription models. Yeah. Um just it's, throw you into the deep end on that. It's a it's a industry buzz at the minute. I think uh, kind of snowballed from one from one guy that likes to talk about brass uh, and how much he's got. Uh, you know, promoting the subscription model, uh, and then everybody just wanting a slice of the pie. Uh, basically, I think it kind of yeah snowballed from there, and and since. Um, you know, people have shared success stories. Um, other people have said, you know, that it, it's it's more challenging than it might appear. Um, but yeah, I've I've just you said I've been quite vocal about it. I think I've just given my unwanted opinion uh, just on how I think it works and who it's who it's maybe more suitable for. But it makes more sense with like tv shows and movies and things like that what i'm more interested in obviously what we're talking about now is how that works for other people when it comes to products and services so like the example you gave is that is, am i right in thinking that's a, a web designer or a developer or both well well the, the, i mean this the guy the, the guy that i mentioned sort of makes out that is a is a master of all hmm. which i don't really buy into uh, I sound really bitter about this person, <laughs> but he is a bit of a meme in the design industry. Um, you know, some people probably know what I'm on about, <coughs> Brett. Um, but it's um, when it first came about, I just thought, is, yeah, is this, is this just another word for retainer? Like, what, what's the difference? But I guess with a, with a retainer, you traditionally have a set, you know, set deliverables mm-hmm. and a set scope per month. So a retainer might look like for a designer, uh, your agreement with the client is for X amount of money. You produce, you know, a certain amount of social media assets or, you know, um, two e-flyers a month plus this, that and the other. You know, it, it mm-hmm. would be uh, a specific quantity of output. Mm-hmm. But the subscription thing is kind of like, okay, you pay a rolling subscription fee and we basically do however much work you want but it's one task at a time or some people might say two tasks at a time mm-hmm. so you know the appeal i guess to the client is it's unlimited yeah so was, you could probably get more than what's in the retainer but mm-hmm. it doesn't doesn't necessarily work out that way it can do it depends how fast the designer is but you know uh, I guess the designer's not really got that much of a, an incentive to fly through it at the speed of light. Yeah. So, what's the impact on a client then? If you know, if someone was listening to this and just thought, well, why, why wouldn't Kin do like a subscription model? Obviously, there's there's cons to. I suppose there's, there's pros and cons to us. We could try and sell a membership package and really push that and be like, sweet, we've got a lot of members signed up. But then cons to that would be rather than ongoing projects or you know working project by project you're then 
how do you manage that resource not knowing you know i think it's difficult so i think a subscription model works well for maybe a full service agency so if you were a startup and you needed branding work done brand identity and maybe even starting right from the beginning with naming um you've got the the naming you know logo brand guides um you know then maybe roll out into a web design social media uh you know marketing assets if you've got an agency that does all of that you can understand how the subscription would work because you've got lots of work to do over a long period of time with a studio like us kin who are more who choose to focus only on what we do really well i think it's difficult um because if you're we do a lot of work for the end client Mm -hmm. so a brand or a business that for example wants a new website design in a building when that des- website's designed and built, it's not like they've got another website that they want doing. Mm-hmm. This this client's not a, an agency. Um, you know, it's usually the brand or the business. So after that, even though, you know, the project went really well, they love the website, whatever, they'd like to work together again in the future, the work's not necessarily there. Mm-hmm. And I would rather not, I would rather keep doing, you know, these one-off websites and really enjoying the work I do rather than trying to upsell too much onto the end of that project by mm-hmm. saying, okay, let's get another subscription and we'll we'll do some mar- marketing assets for you, uh, you know, social media assets, e-flyers. You know, I imagine that otherwise those sort of subscriptions maybe only last a few months and then they need to put a pause in that. Maybe they come back later when they've got more work, but I don't really, I mean should do an episode with someone that does have a yeah have a subscription model to get the other side of the coin because it'd be interesting to hear how some of those um relationships pan out and how long they usually retain clients for uh and if there's a true benefit for them versus you know pricing it all as a one-off fee the staggered cost is maybe like Mm -hmm. the appeal to the client but then there must be something in the back of, you know, the agencies or designers' minds that's thinking, you know, for me to get, you know, my money's worth versus charging one off, you know, I need to take a certain amount of time to do all of this. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you don't really want to want that to be a factor of, oh, I need to slow down or stagger this work mm-hmm. to make sure I'm not, you know, losing out financially versus charging one off. I feel like it's probably this, the the same work and the same volume and same quality, but like you said, it's well, kind of like another, quality is another yeah. factor in it because uh, you see a lot of people offering subscriptions, and most of them, from what I see, tend to say will you know complete a task within mm-hmm. two or three days, and I think depending on it, it depends on the task, I guess, but. I don't think anybody should be, you know, designing a logo in two or three days. I think if they are, that to me is a bit of a red flag in terms of, you know, quality issue. Are they repurposing um, old designs or stuff they've done for other people? Uh, 
it feels a bit rushed that I mean but again like I said it'd be interesting to hear the other side of the coin and, and to hear what the process is yeah you kind of reminded me then of that that classic um you know diagram like quality speed and like cost or you know I've probably said that wrong but if you're looking at someone who's like yeah we can we can get it done really quick you know over a couple of days and it's going to be cheap because of this price how this pricing model and subscription works then how likely are you going to get something that again it's not saying that that's not the case but you, you may be getting something that's more based on existing material or existing designs or reusing components and things like that but it's likely that if you're getting something super fast and cheap i think it puts uh, it puts a lot of emphasis on on the value of your work being judged by how quick you work mm-hmm. and i don't think i don't think that's the right way to 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 value what you do it's not a good metric for creative work no no because it, it punishes those that work fast <coughs> Um, but it has made me think of you know one potential benefit for the agency or designer is that you're probably going to get quick feedback from clients. Mm-hmm. Some some projects tend to tend to drag out a little bit more than you'd ideally like, and then that can mess ar- around with you know your um, your pipeline of work. Mm-hmm. You're expecting one project to finish and another couple to start, and there's a bit of a lag that can create you know an uncomfortable cup, you know, fortnight sometimes where you've mm-hmm. got that overlap. I, I bet with subscription that, you know, clients are, are more responsive because it's in their best interest mm-hmm. to get things wrapped up as quickly as possible. It makes things a lot more comfortable if you can say, right, the expectation's kind of clear that you're paying uh, a monthly set price. Obviously, you've got some managing to do on the expectations of the on the deliverable side as well but it could make things easier in terms of things are a lot more black and white. You pay an X amount a month. Here's kind of like, you know, the ongoing contract and then, you know, start and stop that as you need. And it also allows you to be a lot more transparent when you're marketing yourself, because I imagine it makes it easier for creatives to put on the website. This is how much we charge a month. So you negate the need to have that conversation of, Oh, I'm interested in, working with you on this web project but then as soon as you mention price things yeah, change yeah I, uh, yeah i guess that does help having a price on the website from x amount per month and lemmy's uh, interrupting there yeah lemmy's got a say on that come here lem he doesn't agree um what's i mean why is that different from maybe saying on your website you know um web design starting from mm-hmm. you know x amount and then you're still putting a ball pit ballpark figure out there because people will will have like a a minimum engagement for projects mm-hmm. um there'll be an average project price in mind and you know maybe the lowest amount that they're willing to do a website for so you know stating that price on your site could you know also serve that same purpose as having your you know monthly pricing on there there's there's an audience for both, though, because, you know, you might have a client that that checks out your work and they're like, right, I really want to retain these guys for, for the long haul. I really want these guys to be working. I don't want to do a little bit of work and then them turn around and say, oh, sorry, we don't have availability for another two or three months. Mm-hmm. So the sub- subscription helps with that. Your, again, I, I think I used the word retain there. So it is 
mm-hmm. like a retainer. Um, but they've got you locked in. Um, you just try not to say retained. Yeah. You just try not to say retainer again. Uh, d- yeah, they've got you locked in. Um, but that's that's also something that puts me off. I actually think retainers would be more appealing to a client than a subscription would be because at least they know what they're getting. I think a sub- subscriptions can be very vague and maybe not manage expectations well. If um, if you're selling a, serv- a subscription service that's, you know, oh, we do X, Y, and Z, we do branding, web design, whatever, we usually turn everything around in two to three days and you've got unlimited requests. Hmm. Some clients might m- totally misread that and expect that for their £5,000 a month or whatever it is, that they're going to get a shit ton more than what they end up with. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, just be, I think a transparent retainer would maybe be more appealing. It's, yeah, it's it's each to their own. And like we said about subscription models, it's obviously working for certain people. There's different ways to price projects. Everyone's kind of like working on projects in their own way as freelancers or as agencies. Um, and yeah, the the financial side is is not always uh, an easy one to approach with clients, and it's just interesting. Kind of like, like you said, it'd be good to get someone else's take on on the subscription side. I'd, no, I'd I'd love to be challenged on it. I don't. I am. I, it's all just my opinion. I, I haven't right. sort step, of step forth. <laughs> challenge Jordan Gilroy. Yeah, no, on I have pricing model. I haven't been. Um, I haven't really had a proper one-on-one conversation with someone that is doing the subscription model that, you know, can counter everything I've said. Mm-hmm. Um, but it'd be good to chat with someone that's also going to be honest about maybe some of the drawbacks. Yeah, yeah. It's all about being open and honest about it, but maybe we'll have that conversation next, you know, if anyone gets in touch and wants to talk about that, you can take this seat, you can have that debate and someone can 1v1 you on the pricing models yeah you can referee it yeah me and lemmy will referee it well thank you for watching and or listening to this episode with myself and jordan if you've got any opinions on what we talked about let us know if you want to step forth and challenge jordan on this podcast and talk about subscription models then just let us know and yeah let us know also if there's anything else that you want us to chat about and we'll be back soon